Hi, and welcome to Autism Journey, the podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie, bringing you stories from across the spectrum. As we all know, autism is a large spectrum. Individuals with Asperger's syndrome, which is now typically referred to as part of autism spectrum disorder, can often experience feelings of estrangement and being perceived as outcasts due to the unique challenges they face in social interactions and communication. These feelings can arise from various factors related to their condition, such as social difficulties, sensory sensitivities, and family dynamics, to name a few. Now, I will say that the term Asperger's is slowly being phased out, and most are identifying as autistic. However, today's guest refers to himself as having Asperger's, so throughout this episode, you will hear me use the word. But as language and diagnostic criteria evolves within medical and psychiatric communities, the term is no longer used as a separate diagnosis. Today's guest is Cameron Mitchell. He resides in the UK, and we talk about his autism, his family, friendships, his fiance, and so much more. So without further delay, here's Cameron. My name's Cameron. I'm 24 currently. I currently work for a chemical regulations company, which a person with autism, you probably wouldn't think about that. Uh, but I don't really mess around with the chemicals and stuff like that. I, I broadcast conferences Um which then go around the world. As a child, Cameron remembers going to many different appointments with his mother. He received a diagnosis of Asperger syndrome when he was around nine years old. Young people with Asperger syndrome have a difficult time relating to others socially and their behavior and thinking patterns can be rigid and repetitive. So when I was in school, I was very misunderstood. Uh, I misunderstood other people. I didn't really have a lot of friendship connections. When I was younger, though I had difficulties, they were kind of shaded in normality, if that makes sense. Um, And then when I kind of got older and I started to understand what particular difficulties uh, came with my diagnosis, then it started to hit me. So when I was about 12, 13, when I kind of not fully understood the world but started to understand the world i was just like oh this difficulty that comes with my diagnosis is hindering me in this area and that's when it started to kind of have impact on my life when i was at that age i did kind of have a thought at the back of my head that i was a little bit different and everyone acted a little bit different to me but at that point in time i just thought it's because it was the way i was And for quite a long period of time, until I got to grips with my my autism, putting a a label on it weirdly didn't help. When Cameron was in high school, he had difficulty connecting with others. He felt like an oddball and described himself as nerdy and geeky. However, Cameron did manage to make friendships at school and they would make films together. Cameron purchased the equipment, the software, and anything that was needed to make his films. He and his new friends would make James Bond parody films, which not only helped him come out of his shell, but it helped him discover what future path he wanted to take. In secondary school, people start to find out who they are as a person. Are they are they kind of a cool person, sports person? Are they kind of, for lack of a better word, kind of nerdy or geeky? So they kind of slot themselves into a certain place 
I was very much an, and still am a nerdy, geeky person. But even then, I struggled to communicate with the people that were in that little kind of pocket of people. Throughout the years, up until we actually left school, it was those films that kept me in that friendship group. Because I'm, uh, if I was to overanalyze it, I'm not 100% sure if they kept talking to me because otherwise they couldn't make then they couldn't then make films or if they were talking to me because we were in a friendship group. So from there, I realized that film is what I want to do. A special teacher can make a significant difference in a person's educational journey, especially if that person has special needs or faces unique challenges. Their dedication and expertise can have a lasting positive impact on the students they serve. By the time I finish at school, I have a lot of, so like instead of languages, because I'm dyslexic as well. So instead of doing and learning languages like everyone else, I would be going to disability support, but it was like lessons for people who were struggling through school. And there was this one teacher in particular, and I feel Mrs. Heath was her name. Because of Mrs. Heath, she kind of... Uh, taught me a lot to obviously maintain eye contact she taught me a little trick that like right okay if you can't keep eye contact then look at their mouth so like whilst they're talking and that was a a very big step for me because that then worked because I wasn't looking at their eyes which made me feel uncomfortable and then it was only a kind of a short self-learning process to then look at people's eyes whilst they were talking so whilst I was at college I met my now fiance um, and we've been together for coming up eight years now um, and i know for people with autism it's very hard to maintain those types of relationships but we kind of came from similar backgrounds to maintain that relationship at the beginning was quite easy not to say that there wasn't any bumps in the road like all relationships i try and disassociate my autism with my own personality i try to it's really hard to do at times as everyone probably knows um but my my fiance is really nice to be like you are who you are and you just haven't you just happen to have autism but you are who you are first which is a really nice way of looking at it but like i said it's very hard to to kind of look at a situation that you've messed up on and gone because I am who I am, um, I've now done this and I've made someone, for example, unhappy or whatever. And you blame everything on that and then you kind of go into a spiral and it's it's hard to come out of that sometimes. But then you kind of get over it and it's, it's in the past. Entering the workforce can be a significant step for individuals with autism and it often requires careful planning and support. Unfortunately, many autistic individuals feel they need to mask their autism as discrimination is a sad reality for most living with the disorder. I, I applied for jobs towards the end of university. And at first with my CV, I, I did put down that I was autistic. When I, everywhere that I applied to said that, um, thank you for applying, but you didn't make it through to the interview process. And I applied to the second place again because they were hiring again and i was like i wonder what will happen if i don't put down that i have autism and then would you know that i got an interview and i got through that interview which was a group interview to uh, an individual interview and at the individual interview i then mentioned 
that I had autism. I didn't I didn't say it directly so that I said I am autistic. I just said I have uh, a background with autistic people. But then I could tell that because there was three of them, I could tell they kind of looked at each other and they made the decision at that point. So going forward from that point, I just never put that I had autism in mm. my CV ever again. And if it comes up two or three years in the future of my current employment, then I bring it up. So I find that that's not a very good thing that I think everywhere still needs to kind of not judge someone by something that they have. I will admit that my my life has got a whole lot better now that I'm in an industry where I want to be in. But now I have a job where my manager's really nice. Uh, the team is small, which helps. And my input is actually listened to. So my job that I've got now helps out a lot with that because I'm in a place where my focused interest has is now come into play. I didn't have any special help or anything like that. I did it by myself, which is another thing that's good to know for others that someone like them can do that stuff by themselves. Because I remember there was a time that I thought that I'd need help for the rest of my life. Autism can present challenges when it comes to family connections and Cameron shares his personal experience. I don't really have friendships with regards to my family. I was very connected to them when I was younger and we were going through the the stages of my diagnosis. My Dad's job took him away to overseas places and he had a lot of hours to work. He was away a lot when I was younger. So me and my dad, up until I would probably say very recently, didn't have that connection because obviously my mum's at home with bringing me up and realizing what uh, disabilities I had. So she then started to understand me on a whole other level than if I was for lack of a better word, I'll say normal. If I was normal, my dad might have a a connection with me. But because I was different when I was younger, he then struggled to find that connect when he was home. And I'll be honest, it it did kind of cause arguments and distance and tears and stuff like that. Um, but that's definitely not through any fault of his own, I think it's because the information around autism wasn't very big around then as it is now. It's changed so much in the past 10 years. And it's not like you could just go online and kind of be like, my son has autism. How do I deal with that? Because even if you did that today, people with autism are still very, very different. Feelings of being an outcast, estranged, socially isolated, or disconnected from family members, friends, or other social relationships is a common experience for many individuals on the autism spectrum. But as I've grown up, and I've kind of, again, for lack of a better word, normalized, me and my dad have started to have that connection, especially since I've got this job. I only got this job end of last year, and it's very, very businessy. And my dad's obviously in business because he works in London. And he had a massive connection, still does, with my brother who runs a business in Dubai. So they're always talking numbers and like, oh, how many sales? Oh, I've got this project. I've got this signed and blah, blah, blah. 
and he's a lot older than me so he's he's got his own house he's just recently bought this fancy new car so my dad's into cars and so they talk about that they have that solid connection and even though me and my dad have come a long way i wouldn't say we still have that solid kind of you probably could say friendship type of connection because they both have extremely similar interests and it's kind of sad but because also because of that uh i don't really have a connection with either my brother or my sister so they're they're very very different they're extremely sociable people and obviously as i grew up i stayed away in my room playing on my xbox watching youtube videos just kind of keeping to myself because playing games and watching stuff rather than interacting with the world directly is a whole lot easier than going through the difficulties of trying to make those connections. Uh, I haven't seen my brother face-to-face in seven years. I've gone over to my parents for Sunday lunch and then it just happens to be like whilst they're making lunch, they then get on Zoom with my brother it's only in those moments recently that I've been able to talk to my brother. But even in that point, we go over the the normal steps of interaction. Oh, what games have you been playing? Because he's a bit of a gamer as well. Uh, oh, how's work? Oh, yeah, work's fine. I've done this, that, and the other. Oh, that's cool. Bit of an awkward silence. It's like, oh, can I go talk to mum again, please? The only person that I really have a connection with, and this is probably typical everywhere, is my my mum because she was there for me from the beginning she's literally done all of the research from that you can probably tell the dedication that Mm -hmm. she put into to make sure that i could make my own way in the world which if she didn't do even one of the things that she did do for me in the past i wouldn't be where i am today When Cameron initially started his new job, he felt his parents were impressed and proud of his accomplishment. They asked questions, and they showed interest in his work. But as time passes, Cameron's perception is that their interest in him and his work has faded. The other day, my my dad sent me a message just asking how me and my fiancé were doing. And I could have said, fine, I'm working. But I said, fine, I'm editing a video for my the, for the CEO of the company that I work for and he put wow and then I kind of explained that yeah it's just an intro video for our virtual conferences and since then he hasn't messaged me back i can't help but feel a little bit hurt in my head i'm seeing it as forced discussion when i got this job yes my my parents were proud of me and there was this kind of short adrenaline burst of them asking questions rather than kind of like a steady uh constant interest that i see with my parents and my brother it's a high spike and then nothing it's because there's that disconnect between me and my family i don't feel the necessary need to to update them with everything for example later on this year i'm going to tokyo to do a conference which is quite a big thing uh, especially for a person like me because it's a very very different country to where i originally like from from the uk and i'm there for business so 
even in my own eyes because it seems like this achievement I, because again of that disconnect i don't feel the need to tell them they're still really good parents this is just on kind of a, a natural connection point of view and you want to have a connection with your family and you want them to be interested and you want to make your parents proud maintaining a positive attitude and outlook has helped cameron tremendously he now accepts himself for who he is and sees the good in his autism for quite a long period of time until i got to grips with my my autism but then when you get over that even if even if it takes a long time you realize that actually so with this i also have this this and this which is really really good so to them put a label on it you slowly ignore what's bad and you just think about the good you think about the hyper focused on your interests uh you think about your attention to detail in said interests and how other people struggle with that kind of stuff there's there's people out there that have passions which then because they don't have uh autism or whatever they struggle to then focus on even their passion but because you may have what you have you then only see the bad when you look into a reflection but when you learn to live with it you you really only see the good it happens naturally you don't even need to try and ignore the bad as you grow up you you just start to see the reality of the world and your situation cameron explains why he wanted to share his story i like the idea of other people similar to me knowing that what they're going through someone else is also going through cuz when i have my downward spirals and i hate having what i have it you feel so so alone like i remember at one point when when i was younger i was literally sobbing on the sofa repeating the words of like i i wish i didn't have it i hate myself and stuff like that and it felt like it went on for eternity and even though my mum and my fiance and i think even my sister every now and then they were all trying to comfort me but even though you're surrounded by people that want to make you happy you feel so alone and it's a really weird thing to describe because i'm not sure if it would be different if another person with autism was trying to comfort me because then even like at that point maybe my brain would kind of associate the connection of oh they might know what i'm going through like how do you deal with this kind of stuff but because i know factually that they don't have it then my brain makes that disconnect between that oh they can't help you they're just trying to be nice it's nice to know that other people out there may share the same disconnected like families and friends and stuff like that and that they can still have a really good life it's just nice to know that other people with autism aren't just constantly in a spiral with difficulties and you can get over them and you can make a good life out of it thank you cameron for taking the time to chat with me if you'd like to contact cameron you can find him on linkedin and i will include his linkedin profile in the autism journey show notes and you can find the show notes at www.autismjourney.org/podcast
You can follow Autism Journey on Instagram at autism underscore journey. And Autism Journey is now on Facebook, so you can find us there too. If you'd like to be on Autism Journey, the podcast, email autismjourneypodcast at autismjourney.org. And don't forget to subscribe to Autism Journey, the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.